Lots of cars driving fast, speeding round the track Nobody beeps cause he ain't got horns, but ain't got tires that fall apart At least they've got the F1 club to cheer them all along And put in all their antics in a Parker's and a song Parker's and a song Ray. <laughs> in the membrane. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Well, the race took place. The race took place. Uh, it's since been called a pointless race by some, but I think that was just Button uh, yeah. complaining that he didn't get any points. Very good, very good. There was a point to the race though? I think there was some kind of vague point or idea going on. Not sure what. Shall we have an in-depth look at what happened throughout let's the entire race weekend, oh, a week after the event? I'd love to. Cool, let's do it. Straight over to qualifying then. Qualifying, okay. Well, I wanted a little bit of preamble to the preamble, Okay. if you don't mind. Because of all the, there was a fair bit of action before the cars even started the first practice session this time. Are we talking about petrol bombs and Force India? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, quite extraordinary really. They got caught in the midst of someone else's fight. A few mechanics got quite rattled and understandably so and in a quite a brave move for Force India they actually allowed the mechanics to go home at their own kind of request I would have thought that Bernie would have vetoed he did have his own little personal he had his way in the end he did didn't he yeah because first of all Force India stood out the second practice session and then when it came to qualifying, <clears throat> they weren't really on screen at all. By which you mean they weren't on screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, were, they were gone and they were absolutely nowhere. But apparently this is because they advertise alcohol on their cars. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm, I think you might find a bit of a Johnny Walker sponsorship still left on the McLaren possibly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And then they said, oh, really? We'll have to go back and look at the footage again. Really? Are you sure? It's like, yeah, you completely avoided it. And then there was a further instance of this later on. We'll cover that in a minute. Another bit of anti-Force India went on later on mm-hmm. that in the weekend. But qualifying. Seeing as this is about a week old now, we'll rattle through this as quickly as we can. I think actually it's uh, just over a week Just old. over a week old. Well, Schumacher didn't make it through the first bit of qualifying. He was knocked out by Kovalainen in the Kate room, which is quite amazing for Kovalainen to get that in, the, in that banger of a car, which is pretty good for him. But most importantly of all at this stage was the fact that for the first time, I think, ever, an HRT outqualified another car. Wow. Yeah. De La Rosa was faster than Glock. Well done, HRT. <laughs> no one else cares. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a few more general okay. questions. Go uh, for it, man. Because obviously a lot of people will have seen the F1 from Bahrain and we'll be familiar with how this sort of played out we should still get all your comments but I'd like to have a little recap quiz please as well just whilst we're going through uh, what you've written down there okay I'm just going to throw in the odd question just to test your knowledge of the Bahrain weekend just to test my knowledge just to test your knowledge and so I'm just going to throw in question one now um (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting with bated breath what was the weather like? <laughs> the weather? <laughs> well, surprisingly, it was a sunny day in Bahrain that day. There was sand and sunshine and heat. Wag. Correct. Hey! Right. Oh, is it going to be as tough as this all the way through? It gets a bit easier. Yeah, so you were saying HRT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, HRT, outqualified Glock. Raikkonen was looking very fast on his hard tyres very fast compared to the rest of the field, yet didn't manage to get out of Q2 with the Lotus team making a decision to kind of keep him back there with more fresh tyres from the race. I wonder how that will pan out. Hmm. Wow. 
a brave decision. And what about Goujon? Did he make it through to Q1? Yeah, he did. He was fourth. Yes, he was. <laughs> was he? Yes. Oh, wow. <coughs> well, that was pretty much it, really. But annoyingly, Vettel was on pole. First pole this year. And we hoped it would never happen. That was. I mean, obviously, he <laughs> drove fastest. <laughs> he did drive the fastest lap. He did. Um, but uh, what do you think has changed for the Red Bulls? Do you think it was just the fact that it was so hot that those conditions suited their car and it didn't really suit the McLarens and Mercedes and those that we've sort of seen up at the front of the pack? Well, I think this, this year is all going to be about what car works best on what tyre in what temperature, Yeah, it seems. Whoever's got those bits right will win the race. And so Red Bull... That's going to make, though, for a great season, isn't it? Because yeah. Because you're not going to have the dead cert winner of Sebastian Vettel like we did last season. Yeah, well, I hope that's it now for the uh, Vettel polls. For the boring polls. Yeah, so when it's hot <clears throat> and on soft rubber, Red Bull is the, the quickest car. Although only in Vettel's hands, it would seem. So it wasn't. It didn't work out for Weber. Question two from the uh, qualifying quiz. Okay. How many punters actually turned up to see Vettel get that pole? Watching the qualifying, I did wonder about the punters because some of them had a bit of a kind of a static look to them, almost like they were cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and I, I did wonder whether or not the Bahrain, Seriously. yeah, I did wonder whether or not the Bahrain Sporting Authority had studied that scene from Home Alone <laughs> with the uh, Michael Jordan cutout on the on the uh, railway, the model railway train, because there was a lot of Michael Jordan cardboard cutout figures with very weird static. I, I had a, a text from you from your sun lounger in uh, in the Canary Islands saying that you were watching the the parade of the drivers and that there pretty much was nobody there to actually yeah, that, salute them. That was it. I mean, that was um, actually. Shall we go on to the race? This yeah. is part of the race. Well then, okay, let's take it to the uh, race. The race. <laughs> <laughs> the race. Well, yeah, as, as you mentioned earlier, I was lucky enough to be in Gran Canaria when the race was on, which turns out to be quite a good place to watch Formula One because I was treated to the German coverage and the Spanish coverage and later via the internet, the UK coverage as well. Mm-hmm. And um, one, thing, uh, one thing the Germans definitely have over Sky is uh, the amount of preamble they have before the race because it is quite frankly maddening how much time they give to Formula One. So what does Sky have, about an hour and a half? About an hour and a half. Mm. But um, on RTL, they treat you to the driver's parade, which takes place, I think, about a good two and a half hours before the actual uh, race starts. And that's when I turned the TV on. I would assume it's been on for quite a while before that. But the sight of a bunch of millionaires being (laughs) dragged around... A uh, sparsely populated <laughs> racetrack in the middle of a desert does not make good television. <laughs> and they look—they looked a bit confused. The cardboard cutouts just stood there, motionless, looking confused. I kind of so dragged my gra- beer and the, it. the grandstands were pretty much empty at that time. Yeah, when the drivers' parade was going on, there was <clears> nothing, and it was just like. And in the distance, you can see a flatbed truck making its way around, just waving to palm trees. <laughs> yeah, so that was a bit of a weird bit of television. The Spanish coverage, which I, I flicked over to. Slight bit of Alonso bias, maybe. I was going to ask that, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's basically the Alonso show. Couldn't believe it. ITV went a bit Lewis Hamilton crazy back in the day, but this was another level of, like, Alonso in the ad breaks, Alonso doing the kind of sting bits in the coverage. Let's go to Alonso's garage. Oh, I'm here with Fernando Alonso. It's like, <laughs> what about the national Spanish team, HRT? Where's the, where's the Spanish pride there? But anyway, after about five hours of that, the race... People finally getting in their cars. Like, yeah. It was all go. Question uh, three Ooh. of my quiz. What happened 
what happened? Well, at least within the confines of the race circuit, no one died. Correct. Oh, that was a guess as well. What else happened? Well, the race got <laughs> underway, and um, from the start, Vettel just leapt off into the distance, and it was looking like... A good clean break. Yeah, a good... Uh, 2010 all over again but there was some uh, there was some great action in the opening laps notably Mass and Raikkonen in the first five laps were like jostling for position and it was great to see Raikkonen back into like full hardcore Raikkonen mode Not- wow how comes he was he was battling with Massa he was just Massa was quite high up really yeah well oh no and also Raikkonen was quite far back so they kind of met in the middle in around about 11th place or something but um, it was a good battle with uh, Massa overtaking Raikkonen Raikkonen taking him back and no yeah, contact maybe a little bit of contact and uh, yeah, Raikkonen won the, got the position in the end which is good it showed that he hadn't lost any of his racing ability unlike you know Schumacher took a long yeah. time to get anywhere almost back to where he was probably still isn't there now but Raikkonen was like yep yeah, there's a hardcore F1 driver so that, that was very exciting to watch uh, poor old Ricardo, who uh, we didn't mention this earlier but he qualified really well in sixth for the Toro Rosso wow he just went flying backwards to I think he, after about the first five laps he was like 15th wondering what, what happened there? Wow, what did happen there? Well, he made contact with uh, Kovalainen, which kind of set him backwards, and then his own teammate, who qualified all the way back down the grid, overtook him. And then poor old uh, Ricardo had a had a nightmare from there on in, really, and like, all the promise of sixth place. And then after the race, he seemed quite rattled by it, because in, in the things that I read, he was like, it's going to take me a long time to get over this, and I'm still thinking about it now. Blimey. Like, Blimey, dude. But the fact that that he qualified sixth surely bodes well for the whole, you know, the speculation of the Toro Rosso boys being groomed for uh, a bit of Red Bull action. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk of that over this weekend. I read something about Weber skipping to Ferrari. Yeah, in fact, Spanish publication El Confidencial. Oh my God, look who's done his homework. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're the the ones that are going with this story. Mm. um, Weber is going to go to Ferrari next year as a stopgap for Perez. Mm. Don't know how like reliable El Confidential is. <clears throat> Probably not very, because it does seem like a fairly far fetched story. They, well, they seem to be kind of out there by themselves reporting this, don't they? As well, yeah. nobody else. It seems like nobody else has got the scoop. And even after the scoop uh, was released by El Confidential, yeah, still nobody else kind of batted an eyelid. Really, yeah, I've not really seen the story in that many places. Yeah, because uh, uh, I guess a few people have proceeded with caution on this one. Yeah, it does seem fairly unlikely. I mean. I can understand Red Bull wanted to get rid of Weber because of their young drivers and all mm. that. But I can't see the point in giving him one year at Ferrari as a kind of see you later mm. sort of send-off. Because they did that for uh, Fissy Keller. It's become like an old people's home. Right? <laughs> it's like, have you done your time? You can scoot around in the red car for a season. You'll be rubbish. Then, yeah. we'll, then we'll get rid of you. Like, it's like Badoa as well. He was the same. Like Badoa had his final farewell on a Ferrari car. Yeah, so to the old people's home for Weber, I think maybe next year. Possibly. That's to be yeah. believed. But anyway, back to the race. Um, the other notable thing in the race was the McLarens had like a total disaster. So of a race. yeah, what happened there this weekend? Last weekend, basically, it's all about nuts. Still having that problem. Yeah, still having that nuts problem. Uh-uh. Um, and our uh, favourite sweaty uncle Gary Anderson, is that his name? Yep. He explained it all about the McLaren's titanium rear axle and the aluminium wheel nuts that they use. Ah, yes, that's right. I think I... <laughs> of course I saw that because, uh, yeah, I, I watched it. And, uh, yeah, something about because they're aluminium, they're not as hard-wearing and so they're easier to cross-thread. 
Yeah. Is it basically along those lines? Bit of an obvious design flaw. Yeah, massively. No one else has this problem. Yeah. It's always the left rear. Did he say why that was? Maybe I missed that bit. I might have been... Well, he was just going on about aluminium and titanium. Oh, okay. And nuts. Yeah, but this happened twice. And the third pit stop he went for was a bit shabby as well, but... And this is Hamilton or Button? This is Hamilton. Right. The same thing happened to Button in China. <clears throat> yeah. Same thing. So left rear wheel gun man must be like... Well, it's got that wheel gun pointed at his head, you know, ready to pull the trigger. But what happens in that situation? I mean, is it... For that gun man, is he... See you later. Because I think I'd saw after the Chinese thing that Whitmarsh said that uh, that gunman was being really hard on himself, but the team were going to rally round him and... Uh, yeah, I whereas I thought we'd heard from a friend of ours who works at Force India that if you're on the crew, or was it just Lollipop Man, that you basically, if you mess it up, then it's pick yeah. up your P45 as you're on your way home. When the stakes are that high, it's got to be Especially some... if it's happening repeatedly as well. Yeah. Although, like you say, it's and like Uncle Gary said, it's a design flaw. But this has been a real stickler for the past couple of races. So. Yeah. What kind of punishment do you think it could be? Could it be like you have to share a room with Lewis? Room Maybe of Doom? Lewis is nuts in a room. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Screw these on or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably not what would happen at all. Yeah, so it was a bad race for McLaren. That, just, that spooned it for them completely. Lewis was way down the finishing order in the end. And Jensen? In fact, Lewis finished. Lewis was still in the points so. though. He was eighth. Yeah. Whereas Button was... Button was nowhere. Button retired. Mm. What happened there? That was a... It all started going wrong for him towards the end. He was closing in under Resta really fast, looking like he was going to take sixth place. And then he got a puncher, had to pit, went out, complained of like weird engine noise, like something like a broken exhaust. And then a lap from the end, he just like pitted the car. So it was really bad for... uh, Am I right in thinking that the reason that they called him in didn't get him to finish the race was because then they could legitimately change his gearbox and all that and then he doesn't get the grid penalty for the next race. Yeah, I think so. A bit of a loophole, that, isn't mm. it? Loads of people are doing that now. Yeah. It's like, one lap to go. So, yeah, that goes on a lot. The other exciting bit was Rosberg and Alonso and what constitutes being on the track and off the track. Right, yeah, there was a bit of that going on, wasn't there? Yeah, well, the first one was um, Hamilton coming down one of the straights. Rosberg moved to defend his line and Hamilton drove out into what looked like the sand. Yeah. When I, was, I was like, what the hell? Like, it turns out it's concrete. But um, managed to drive off the track, around Rosberg, overtake him, and then Rosberg gets all like, he overtook me off the track. Well, you pushed him yeah. off the edge of the track, dickhead. <laughs> like, that's why that happened. So, and there was no penalty. And then Alonso tried a similar thing. Rosberg did exactly the same thing. Alonso didn't get past this time. And then there was a bit of professional Italian business going on on the team radio. Alonso got very animated. I would do the voice, but it would be racist to do that. (laughs) But he said, like, that's jolly out of order. Yeah, and didn't he try to uphold this complaint afterwards, after the race as well? Well, then he took it from the racetrack to Twitter. And it continued on. Yeah, after after the race finished, no action was taken. The steward said it was all cool. At which point, as a driver, you're supposed to accept the steward's decision, aren't you? yeah. Not Alonso, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's, a, he's an official Twitter account he took to and um, started saying, oh, apparently now we can overtake off the track. It's going to be exciting in the next few races. See you there. <laughs> if you do start driving around off the track, Alonso, then that would be amazing. But somehow I don't think you're going to start like wacky races, cutting corners. And did he get his wrists slapped for... Uh... No. No. Not even a light rubbing. Nice. Yeah. It was all pretty much straightforward. Okay. Yeah. Just like to interject with another question from the quiz. Who had the most fun in the race? The most fun. 
Pedro de la Rosa had the most fun because he was driving an HRT. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's correct. Really? <laughs> wow. This is a great quiz. So after all the uh, McLaren problems, we're about halfway through the race and basically we've got Raikkonen bearing down on Vettel, looking like a Lotus could possibly be challenging for victory here. And this all kind of holds true to, I think what the Lotus team discovered in the practice sessions and in qualifying was that Lotus on a brand new hard tyre is just unfathomably quick, like two seconds a lap quicker, something insane. They did their best of kind of exploiting that by saving all those tyres. And so for a brief period, Raikkonen just bared down on Vettel, had one serious go at trying to overtake him. But I think because they're badminton buddies at the weekend, <laughs> there was, it was all a bit too polite. <laughs> no, I, yeah, from what I saw, I, I did get that, actually. The, the respect was too respectful. Yeah, too really. respectful. No one wants to break up badminton club. No. So unfortunately, after that, Vettel went unchallenged. After the next round of pit stops... They came out and were fairly evenly matched and the tyres were degrading at the same rate and they just kind of sacked it off, really. And, uh, yeah, finished first and second. But the argument is that Raikkonen stayed out quite long on his tyre and if they'd pitted him earlier, he might have had the jump. Yeah. But I think Lotus got a bit worried about the same thing happening to Raikkonen, which happened to him in China, where he started just flying backwards oh God, yeah. Yeah. and losing places. So even though I think he would have done it, I think Lotus were like, right, we're second, we'll bank that. Yeah, um, which you would have thought he would be absolutely ecstatic that he was second. But Yeah, after that followed the Raikkonen PR machine that he is. And I, I remember work. seeing the commentary they were chatting about and, and saying, uh, I think they were making comparisons to that, what was the comedy sketch? Fry and Laurie, where they were asking the... Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and the gist of it was that there's no way that Raikkonen could be anything but really overjoyed by the fact that he's on the podium and they were making the comparisons to Schumacher, that he hasn't been on the podium since since he's come back. But sure enough, <laughs> he was being interviewed uh, in the pen afterwards. He was just like, yeah, I didn't win. Yeah, I, I apologise <laughs> to the team. Maybe it's because uh, You guys did pretty well at Lotus 2 and 3. It was like by far the best result they had all year. Yeah. Maybe it's because uh, they're not allowed to drink champagne on the podium. Right. And it's like Rose War or something. He's a bit done in by that. But then what what followed all of that after the, uh, <laughs> the Raikkonen excitement, he was later asked about um, how he feels about Formula 1 being back in it and how committed he was to it. Yeah, he was basically like, well, yeah, it's not the be-all and end-all. It's just, just um, a job. It's just a job. It's such a, a stark contrast, isn't it, compared to when you, you look at, at the company line from Lotus. Lotus, if their tweets were to be believed, are such an excitable bunch. And yeah, they're yeah. always like, hey, oh my God, it's Kimmy in the house. Yeah. Kimmy's doing a Q&A online and all this kind of stuff. Exclamation marks, yeah. smiley face. <laughs> yeah, and lots of them. Lol. Yeah, and then you actually have rather unexcitable... Scandinavian dude. Yeah, he's looking increasingly like Michael J. Fox as time goes on. Have you noticed <laughs> it's that? True, yeah. Michael J. Fox has a slightly bigger nose. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he can drive a car better than Michael J. Fox. Question time. Okay, question number seven. Fair enough. Who had the least fun? That's easy. It's got to be rear left wheel gun man. Oh, God. I think, does he deserve the sir trombone? <laughs> Correct. Hey. So, it's a quick rundown. Vettel won it. Raikkonen came second. Then it was Grosjean, Weber, Rosberg, Dresta, Alonso, who finished very close and nearly crashed into Rosberg at the end. That was quite exciting. Um, the championship, however, in this topsy-turvy championship, 
is looking quite unexpected, actually. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see Vettel leading the championship from Hamilton, from Weber, from Button, Alonso. Wow. And Red Bull leading the constructors. Mm. Uh, hopefully that will change. Surely, like you say, it's all about the weather conditions with the tyres, with the cars, with the, you know, and the fact that it was such a hot race and we're not going to see another one quite so hot for quite a long time mm. will surely mean that we won't see too much more of, of Vettel at the top. Yeah. Not that we've got anything against Vettel. And hopefully more of Raikkonen and hopefully in a country where he's allowed to... That would be amazing, wouldn't it? He's getting yeah. closer. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see Raikkonen win now. And yeah. be in a serious hunt for a championship, he might even crack a smile. Yeah, and he might even start taking it seriously. Right, that was the race. That was the race. Oh, right, well, the um, the thing that we came away from Bahrain with, the, the lingering question was one of tyres and are they affecting the races a bit too much? Well, did we come away with that question or was it just one... A disgruntled <laughs> old man yeah. from Germany who came away with that question. Yeah, Schumacher had a bit of a granddad moment. Yeah, didn't massively, he? didn't he? Yeah, after the race, they stick a microphone in Schumacher's face and ask him the question, how did that go? Went, did you have fun out there? And I was like, <laughs> he didn't have fun out there, darling. And this is quite unlike Schumacher to sound off like this. He's been, of late, very cool, calm and collected, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, there was no and sideways he, grin from him today. Yeah. <laughs> or last week. Or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just went off on one. Unexpected. I do love it when a driver goes off on one as well. He's just like, can't take the media train yeah. any longer. <laughs> yeah. That was Hamilton, basically, all last season, wasn't it? It was yeah. great to see him crumble. Yeah. No, God, Although fame. we fully support Hamilton. Yeah. We'll have to do a little feature on the website about the times when drivers crumble. Because there was a the classic Barrichello one, wasn't there? Do you remember that? Barrichello had a bad race in the Braun and they put a microphone in front of him and it was like, how'd that go? And he's like, oh, not good really. I would go and talk to the team about it, but they'll just be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not cool, man. Not cool. And then, then, of course, there's the famous Lewis, is it because I'm black moment, which is just oh, shockingly geez. bad. Yeah, and this time we had Schumacher having a whinge about tyres. And he, was, he said, like, Formula One racing is like, the drivers have to drive like they're behind the safety car. Slight exaggeration, I think. But surely he was just kind of showing his age, to use a bit of a cliche, really. Because for the younger drivers, this is kind of... This is fine. This is just the way that it is. It's quite a changing sport with the rules and everything. And this happens to be one of the latest additions to those rule changes. And um, as punters, most of us were questioning it at first. But actually, it's making for a great race. Because there's so many variables now. It's not just... The fastest car wins. I think back in when Schumacher was driving for Ferrari in the early 2000s, I think he had a lot of things going his way, not necessarily down to luck, but down to the way the sport was back then. And it was a very different formula, whereby it was refueling, your car was always light, your tyres lasted forever, it was just like, put your foot down and go. And when he was at Ferrari, they had the benefit of like special Bridgestone tyres that none of the other teams had, and there was a lot of... Ferrari, Schumacher, he managed to build this whole thing around him that no one could take down for well, years. No wonder he's going to have a bee in his body. Yeah, and now he's having a bit of a, a bluey because it's a fair game yeah. and he's not winning. But I did, I did get the uh, distinct feeling he was already writing his uh, I quit speech <laughs> and then he was building his backstory ready for the, like, why are you quitting? Because the tyres are not special tyres. Yeah. <laughs> the car's not red and I'm not winning. It's like, well... The thing is, I mean, if more drivers were coming out and saying this, and they could do, you know, I mean, it does make a huge difference. If more of them were coming out and saying it, then maybe 
you would go, okay, well, maybe actually this is throwing too much of a curveball in there. Mm. But the fact that it's just this guy from a different era, yeah, maybe practically. he's just too old. You yeah, know? yeah. And because he, he said another thing about if it's 80%, 90% of the cars all have the same problems. Like, I've not heard anyone else complain. Yeah. Like your teammate said, it's all cool. The yeah. tyres are cool. Like Vettel won the race. He never said anything. De La Rosa didn't complain <laughs> in the HRT. <laughs> He was smiling all the way. That team has nothing to complain about. No. They're just happy for every day that they're given. Oh, bless them. I do see what Schumacher's getting at. But at the same time, I don't want to go back to how Formula One was when it was practically unwatchable four or four years ago. Like, And the fact that also, because of the fact that they don't refuel now, if it wasn't for the tyres and the other little perks and quirks, it would just be a little bit pedestrian-like, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you need these things to kind of spice it up. The fact that you have got a load of slow cars starting off the grid. Yeah. I mean, in 2010, we had... Schumacher was back that year. We had... There was no refuelling, but Bridgestone was still making the tyres. And it was boring as hell. And if that's the way Schumacher wants to be, it's all over him in the car, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, it's a different formula now. It's more tactical. It's more about conservation... I'm sure, like, in time, fuel saving will become a bigger part of it as well. And they'll say, like, you've got to get through the race with so much fuel and you have to slow the car down, speed it up. Yeah. So it's just going to get more like that. It's not about... Well, yeah, what's going to be racing? like once you get the hybrid cars in? That's going to be quite exciting. When you get the last few laps and they're on batteries! <laughs> 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 that, that'd be quite exciting. Ooh. Well, all the Formula One teams are in uh, Italy at the moment testing at Ferrari's test track bit suspicious if you ask me <laughs> yeah what makes you say suspicious was it the fact that alonso set the fastest time of the day yeah and like, i think on day one yeah that's, that's that's surprising and i think i hope the teams have been uh, checking the walls for any like drilled holes and pinhole cameras so that ferrari have got all garages <laughs> on lockdown probably notably the the red bull one i'd be uh, I'm like, yeah come to ours come and race your car on our track so how mm. did that work why ferrari why why their track they just offered and That's it seemed like straightforward. bloody good of Ferrari. They're so nice, aren't they? Nice bunch. Yeah. But um, that's that's where the teams are at the moment. But following that, we have the Spanish Grand Prix to look forward to. Mm. So uh, any predictions, Wag? It'll, well, be, it'll be hot. It'll be <laughs> hot, but it won't be as hot no. as it was, surely. In theory, you would expect in those sort of temperatures, kind of McLarens and Mercedes to pick their game up again. But if McLaren are sort of entering this weird period of having dodgy nuts then maybe they've had their day maybe this is the opposite of their last yeah. uh, last season where they started off on a low and kind of ended on a bit of a high maybe they started off looking like they were going to win and uh, the only way is down baby yeah could, you could be on so right now so, mm. so what who are you predicting to win then I want a driver oh god I so want it to be Raikkonen as well but um, <laughs> I'm going to say Raikkonen shall we yeah, yeah the company line the yeah. company line is Raikkonen for the next Grand Prix oh man that would be so good well we'll be tuning in and we hope we you... will and is this one a, another um... this is live on the BBC it is oh man hopefully we... Eddie will turn up to this because I've noticed he doesn't do the pre-records <sighs> wow we look forward to it um, yeah and we'll see you after the Spanish Grand Prix join us about a week or so later yeah as usual <laughs> yeah I'm always on time Bye-bye. Lots of cars driving fast, speeding round the track. Nobody beeps because he ain't got horns, but ain't got tyres that fall apart. At least they've got the F1 club to cheer them all along. And putting all their antics in a podcast and a song. Podcast and a song. Hey, Wag. Mm. 
Um, what was that quiz all about? Um, I just thought, you know, mess with the format or something. Really? I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that you didn't watch the race. Um, 